For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are live. Happy holidays. Um, happy belated Merry Christmas and a happy new year. I am joined by uh, a guy standing six foot, five inches tall. He weighs in about 200 pounds of just lean muscle. He's a lefty, smooth, crafty. He can get a bucket at the rim. He can also extend out to the three-point line. He does elevate teammates as well. Um, I need him to pick it up a little bit on the defensive end, but that's neither here nor there. I am joined by Andrew Combo Salaposta Combo's court. How are you, my, my, my friend, my brother? Bow, bow, bow. What was that? That, that was pretty good. Yeah, the defense isn't great, but you were right about everything else. Okay. I appreciate you, Max. How are you today? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing uh, fantastic. Had a great Christmas tour, um, and now back to work, back to the grind. So recording podcasts with you, Combo. I got my, the Max Van Auken podcast to work on. I'm in the midst of a huge change to start off the year, possibly a relocation. Um, so, Uh-oh. Yes, sir. So I'm just... Uh, just getting prepared you know the five p's of life proper preparation prevents poor performance combo so i'm just trying to stay prepared i'm trying to stay focused and uh just gain and maintain with new environments exactly exactly so all is great all is absolutely great did you have a fantastic christmas how was baby combo yeah he is doing great um he's been really focused on his cars so you know more cars than basketball but he's still working on his game you know Exactly. Yeah, he's he's still uh he's still going to be a problem for sure. Yeah, I think he's going to be of the Zion mold. Wow. Zion mold. That's a problem combo. You you have a freak of nature on your hands. I think so. Wow, what gives you that uh those implications? I don't know. It's just I'm just getting those Zion vibes. He's going to tear down the rim, huh? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I love to hear. That's what I love to hear. And it's like maybe the jump, maybe the jump shot will be better, and hopefully less injuries. But so and hopefully Zion has let it can uh, come back from this as well. So you're telling me your son is going to be like Zion without the injuries with the jump shot? So you're talking about the greatest basketball player that's ever lived? <laughs> well, I think that's always the goal, right? You should only want to be the greatest. Absolutely. You want? I mean, it, you want to become the greatest podcaster ever, right? Ever? Or I guess. Sports media man, I guess I would say, right? Yeah, I want to be the best broadcaster to ever do it. That's ever lived. I want to change the game. That's how, that's how you're supposed to think. So, yeah, that's what we want. Indeed. that's a Well put, Combo. Well put. Way to start off the podcast with the holiday cheer, entering the new year. Um, but with that being said, let's dive into the Orlando Magic Combo. Um, before we even get into any games, I just was looking at like uh, the stats leaders. I wanted to throw this at you. And Mobamba was top five in blocks per game. 
And I know we always talk about the room for growth or where his ceiling is or where he may fit on a different roster on a different team or what's his role through Orlando Magic. One thing for certain that we all can agree on, he is elite shot blocker. So whenever you have that type of protection at the rim, you have to feel good, right? As a perimeter defender, if you're Cole Anthony, if you're Jalen Suggs, if you're Markel Fultz when you come back and RJ Hampton and someone beats you and you know that you have Mo Bamba at the rim, that's such a luxury to have. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's so important in the modern NBA to have that guy who can protect the rim, but maybe also like in job coverage, be able to stay in front a little bit, you know, and not be attacked in pick and roll. How do you think about Mo Bamba on the perimeter just holding onto a guard for a second or two? I like it. There? What I've seen is he moves his feet exceptionally well, and of course his wingspan is ridiculous. So when he just gets low and he moves his feet and he puts his hands out wide – He's a problem for everybody. Now, I'm not saying go ahead and put him on Steph Curry, but he's not a liability. Right. He's not a liability on the pick and roll, even if he does have to switch. Um, he can move his feet well. Obviously, we know what he could do in the I, paint with shot blocking. He's a problem. I think switching might be a, like just to totally switch would be uh, might be an issue for him, right? Like he's not going to guard five positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I wouldn't say he can guard one through five, but I would say he's not a liability. Like he, you could play. Right, right, right. right. You could play he's him at the five. Enough. He's nimble enough. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I like Wendell, Mo and when, and Wendell too. I would say right. Yes, yes. I, I think Wendell is. Uh, he's a very underrated player. Every time I see him play, he plays with passion. He plays hard. Like you just said, he can move his feet on the perimeter as well. He's not a liability. So they have mobile bigs, and like you said, in twenty twenty one. That's kind of what you need. Like, you need a mobile you can't, big. I mean, on, honestly, you can't even get on the floor if you're not somewhat mobile, you know? Yeah, that's, the, that's the way the game is played, which actually they will bring me to my point after we break down the magic about the bigs of 2021. Um, so don't let me forget that point. But I wanted to touch on the Orlando Magic. So they played um, – well, yeah, they played the, they beat the Brooklyn Nets – 193. They ended up playing the Hawks. They beat them 94, uh, 104 to 98. They beat the. They lost to the Pelicans 110 to 104. They then play the Heat. They lose to the Heat. They lose to the Bucks. I'm looking at all the uh, the whole schedule here. Um, and we look. They ended up. Let's see here. They lost to the Pelicans. They ended up losing to the Heat. And now today they play the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know why it feels like the Orlando Magic have played the Bucks more than any team in the league. It's, it's really weird. Um, and then they play. Yeah, that, is, that is weird. And then they play the Milwaukee Bucks back to back. So they play the Bucks today, and then Thursday, on the thirtieth, they play the Milwaukee Bucks again at home. So that's wow. a that's a tough back to back playing against who, in my opinion, is the best player in the world, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who got cleared out of COVID protocol. The um, best player in the world. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I I one hundred percent believe that. Giannis is not better than Kevin Durant. Yes, he is. And the reason why no, – and we no, always get into this, no. and I'm – for I one, two MVPs, then not only does he do that, he has a defensive player of the year, and then on top of that he wins a championship with the Milwaukee Bucks, and he wins finals MVP. His effect and dominance on the game, there's no one that's dominating the game. Like, he's dominating both offensively and defensively. Um, and you could say Giannis is uh, – Kevin Durant's a more skilled basketball player. I would agree with that. Well, but, yeah, I mean, there's but, a lot of guys more skilled than Giannis. Yeah, and Giannis absolutely. Is better than, no, there's a lot of guys that are more skilled than Giannis than Giannis is better than, but Katie's not one of them. I think Giannis is better because he's better defensively. I know what I'm getting night in and night out. Not that I'm doing with Kevin Durant, but as far as the leader, like when we're talking about the best player in the world, you really have to nitpick here. Like you have to. So I'm not saying – if you said Kevin Durant's the best player in the world, I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, you're, you're not, you don't know what you're talking about. 
But for me, it's more than just the stats, which Giannis has. It's more than just the accolades, which Giannis has. It's what he brings to a team as an overall leader. And I just believe he's a better leader than Kevin Durant. I don't have to worry about the social media. I don't have to worry about um, just the back and forths. I know what Giannis is going to do. He doesn't care if he if Middleton hits the game-winning shot. He doesn't care if it's Drew Holiday. Like I just love the leader Giannis has become. He's constantly improving his game every single season. This, he has way more tools in his bag as far as just the hesitations, his, his size-ups, getting to the rim. I just believe Giannis is the best player in the world today. And obviously you could say, well, James Harden wasn't 100%. Kyrie Irving was out. But he played Kevin Durant. He beat Kevin Durant's team, and he ends up winning a championship. And that block with DeAndre Ayton, when he's locking up Devin Booker, I believe it was, on the perimeter in the finals, and he's able to turn around and block a seven-footer lob at the same time, I, I just I have to give Giannis his flowers. I've compared him to the Hulk. I've compared him to the Hulk. It's pure dominance. He's the strongest one. But Professor Hulk, he's unlocked that next layer to his game combo. Max, he deserves the flowers. He's earned the hardware. He has improved. You're right about all those things. But Kevin Durant didn't get the hardware. It wasn't because of Kevin Durant. He had Harden at He didn't have Kyrie. If you watch that series, he was clearly the best player in that series and clearly player in the NBA. So, yes, Giannis got the hardware, but Giannis also had the better team. And... Kevin Durant still almost won that series. Okay, but time out. Time out. For one, you're going in and out a little bit. I'm not sure why. Two, Kevin Durant chose to go to the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving has a history of being injured. James Harden has a history of shrinking. No, I'm not, but Max, I'm not talking about decisions of what he made. I'm talking about in that series, in those games. But Kevin des- Durant was the better player. Decisions make a, what a best player is. Decision making is huge. Like Kevin Durant has never won a championship as the guy. I hate to say that. No, but, no, but, but Max, that does nothing. That doesn't, no matter if he goes back to the Warriors and plays again with them after the season, it doesn't take away from the basketball player that he is. The actual basketball court. I just feel like decision-making is a huge part. So I don't even like hearing I, that. I, you could say, you could say a legacy. I would agree with that. Like, can it, can somebody say it hurts his legacy? Yes. It doesn't take away anything from him as a basketball player. Right. I'm not questioning Kevin Durant as the player, but when you compare the best player in the world, you have to take into account everything. I want leadership. I want decision-making. I want to know what you're like in the locker room, what you're like off the court. How do you carry yourself? It's everything. You have to really look at the whole package. And when I look at the whole package, that's why I don't really have sympathy for the whole Brooklyn Nets. He didn't have it. the healthy team. It's like, well, where was that when LeBron was no, playing? Sim- no, it's no sympathy. It was just facts. Yeah, but when LeBron was playing the Warriors and it was LeBron James and he had Kyrie was out, or even when he didn't have Kyrie, when it was just Kevin Love and Kevin Love was banged up, he didn't have a good roster and he's going against the Golden State Warriors. People are like, oh, Kevin Durant's better than LeBron. It's like, well, look at this team situation. Well, no, 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 no. LeBron like, was better than both of them, better than Giannis and Kevin Durant. To take nothing away from Giannis or Kevin Durant, that's a different beast. You well, know? I'm glad you feel that way, but a lot of people were like, well, no, because Kevin Durant's team beat his team, and when they went head to head, it's like, so my whole thing is. Yes, Kevin Durant balled out. Like I'm not. There's no dispute there. 
But when I want somebody through a whole season, through the finals, like their impact on the game, offensively, defensively, I think he's the mo- he's the most dominant player in the league right now with two MVPs, the defense player of the year, and he's the reigning M- he's the reigning finals MVP. How do you not say that's the best player in the world right now until proven otherwise? If Kevin Durant goes out there and wins a championship with the Brooklyn Nets, wins a finals MVP, now you're talking. But you're talking about a guy who did something that you- Kevin Durant never did. He never won a championship with the OKC, and he had a better team. He had Russell Westbrook, and he had Harden. Granted, Harden wasn't the same, but even without Harden, when you had the Victor Oladipos and the Stephen Adams, like they, he had a legitimate team, and he never was able to lead a team the way Giannis did. Max, he's not a better basketball player than Kevin Durant. You're, you're saying a lot of true things about Giannis. Like, he might be a better leader than Kevin Durant, but that doesn't take him over the top of who's the better player. Like, we, if you watch that series, you clearly see that Kevin Durant was the better player. I really want to pull up the, the, the stats of that series because, yes, Kevin Durant was unguardable, but I'm never questioning no one can guard Kevin Durant. Like, no one can guard Kevin Durant. So I'm not saying that, like, he locked down Kevin Durant by any means, but it's not like the Brooklyn Nets stopped Giannis either. Um... They didn't stop him. You can't stop any of these. You can't stop. You can't stop any top ten guy, right? I mean, for the most part, nobody could stop Demar Derozan right now. Like, there's guys that can't be stopped. It doesn't. You know what I mean? Right. No, absolutely. No, and I get that. That's why, like, I'm not saying that. Here, I'm trying to look up the averages of so the 2021 Eastern Conference semifinals, Bucks Nets. Really feels like the Eastern Conference Finals. That's wild. Um, I just want to compare their stats. You know that I mean that team is built around Giannis in the right way. Like I wish I mean, I've talked about this all the time. Like I wish Ben Simmons had a team built around him like that. You know he would just look totally different. Kevin Durant did hardly had enough, and he still almost won. It was like a few inches. Like what if his foot was back like two inches? They win that series with fifty percent of Harden and no Kyrie. Right. No, and and I get that. I just I'm. He, and also, you talk about Giannis' defense. Kevin Durant is not a, a bad defender. He's a great defender. Not the defender Giannis is. You better say he's not, the, he's he, not the defender Giannis he's not, is. Though. He's not, but he's clearly the more skilled offensive player and better offensive player. And he's a good defender. Okay, well, how about this? Kevin Durant may average a point or two more offensively. Giannis' defense is – there's a bigger gap between Giannis and Kevin Durant's defense than there is between Giannis and Kevin Durant's offense. So there's a bigger gap on that end. Well, so that well, – I mean, for, I mean – in clutch time scoring, if you have Kevin Durant, it's a totally different story than having Giannis, right? Like Chris Middleton does what Middleton basically. Chris Middleton has that job, and Drew Holiday and, scoring see, in the clutch. Yeah, and I would agree. That's why, like situationally, yeah, I would take Kevin Durant. There's no debate there. But when I see there's a more of a gap defensively than there is a gap offensively, and then I combine a better leader, to me, if I was starting a franchise, if I wanted to play a game, I'm picking Giannis. Like um, Giannis is like overall brand better. Yeah, then that's a huge part of being the best player in the world. That's a huge part of it. Is how do you handle the media? How are you as a leader? How are you? I'm kind of looking at what you do on the court, and that's it. But there's more to it than when you look at the best players in the world. When you say the word player, that's what I look at. Player, what you do on the court, like player, player, like. Yeah, I'm, I just feel like there's so many examples of players who are neck and neck, but as far as a, like, le- as a if, leader, if you're you going to take that, that guy. Series and you don't know who these guys are, that's the Milwaukee series. You're saying Kevin Durant's a better basketball player. 
Mm. I don't know. I really don't. And he just did. He just. He. Just, they had. They were riddled with injuries. You know. See that, and then I mean, look, look, and Jan, and everything you're saying about Giannis is correct. He did improve a lot. He did get better. He does have the hardware. He did win the chair. His championship is worth more than any of Durant's championships. I'll give you that. Then what are we talking about, Combo? What are that we talking about? That doesn't mean you're the better player. You're the better player. I, I'm going to take the guy who got it out the mud, who did it for Milwaukee. You like the story better. You like the story better. I get it. I, yeah, I, I believe I'll take the leader any day of the week. I, I love the fact that I don't have to worry about Giannis going to Twitter. I love that. I absolutely love that. And so – Granted, that's this not is what on the ta- court. This is what we're talking about, Max Twitter. Yes, because being a leader matters. On, like Max. that, when you talk about the best player in the entire world combo, how many billions of people are on this planet? You have to nitpick. You have to. And I, I think, like the leader. I think I'm just looking at it from a basketball player standpoint, and nothing else. Yeah, as maybe a, you're looking. You're looking at it as the overall brand and uh, and all that other stuff, like Twitter. I'm not thinking about Twitter, bro. When I'm and all, and you could throw all that out the window when you get on the basketball court. Like when you're actually on the basketball court, I'm talking about like nerd basketball stuff. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching just actual, play basketball. I believe Giannis is just impacts the game overall more because of his de- defensive presence, his dominance in the paint, um, his ability to. What he showed me last year was he was able to hit the open man as well. Like it seemed like he was able to be more patient and take his time. He dissected got a lot better. Yeah, he dissected the Suns. Like he, yeah, he understood. Wait, if I don't dominate the ball, let me get at the high post. The whole defense collapsed. I got Middleton in the corner. I got Holiday open. Like he, like I just, I got Brook Lopez in the corner. I just felt like he unlocked it. Now, offensively, there's no one touching. Their offense had more misdirection. Like a lot of it was the system got better too. And as much as people like criticize Bud, like they did a lot of stuff with Giannis off the ball like they just used them in the system better as well and it wasn't just him initiating offense and the other team walling up you know right right combo listen i still love you i still think Giannis. you still think kevin durant now look if people say i think kevin durant would probably be the more popular vote i really do and i and i'm okay with that i get it i think kevin durant is the second best player in the world so if you think he's the first i get it it makes sense no one can guard him he's the best offensive player in the world He's unstoppable. I think he's leading the league in points per game at like 29 points per game. They're first in the East. So you know what, Combo? I get it. I get your side. I do. Hey, they're first in the East with no Kyrie. Yeah, but you have James Harden. Come on now. James Harden is not playing like James Harden until very recently. Yeah, but that's not an excuse. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but this is not Houston Rockets James Harden right now. Well, it's also this fit not, matters. This is not even last. This is not even last season. James Harden, when he shifted his role to more of a point guard type role, but he was playing great. But fit matters. Maybe it's not a good fit. Maybe James Harden's not in shape. Maybe that like those no. are all things that you He's have not. to consider. That, that is true. He's not. But that's not KD's fault. No, but I mean, Kevin Durant did choose to go. Like that's why I don't have sympathy for, or not sympathy. Maybe the wrong word, but I don't like James Harden not playing to himself. I don't use that as like, oh, Kevin Durant has to do the heavy. No, you you have James Harden here. I don't I don't feel bad for not having Kyrie. You have one of the best. Patty Mills has stepped up crazy. Yeah, you have Patty that's Mills. A, like, a... it's not like he's by himself on an island here. Granted, he's balling out. I'm not taking away from him, but it's not like he's by himself with no help. Well, nobody's by themselves totally. Okay, I'm just clearing the air there. I mean, look, look, you're right. He had he had half a Harden last season with no hamstring, but you're right. Nobody's by themselves. But anyway. 
<laughs> combo, combo, combo. Maybe it's because he's Brooklyn. Maybe it's because he's your neighbor. I think oh, that's what it is. A, you know, I'm you know I'm a fan of no team, as Zach <laughs> likes to say. Yeah, yeah. Got well, back, okay. Well, maybe we'll, we'll put a poll up. Giannis, Kevin Durant. You know what team I am. I you know, know what you team know, combo. I, I, well, they agree with me last time when we did the Steph Curry KD thing, but I'll, I'll put it up today. Yeah, but I think we both agree Giannis is a better case because of his impact defensively. He's seven foot. Like I think Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, I, I you could easily make the case for Kevin Durant because how much better he is defensively, how much bigger he is. So I got that like well roundedness. That's why a lot of people are going to pick Kevin Durant. I think with Giannis, people listening to this will understand he's a more, um, what's the word? Deve- obviously developed, but he's just a better offensive minded basketball player. Like he's just more skilled. But I think people will understand that Giannis isn't a liability anywhere. And so I think that will help my case. I would, I would agree with you that that there's a lot of players that are more skilled that aren't necessarily better than the players that's less skilled. Like that, that happens all the time. Like like Kyrie's the most skillful player in the NBA, and but there are players that are better than them. Right. You know. But for this case, Kevin Durant is more skilled and is better. Well, combo. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, time will tell. I'm really excited to see what happens in the East because I would love to see them go head to head once again. Uh, I believe this Bucks team would beat the Brooklyn Nets again. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, look, I think there's a great possibility that that, that could happen. But if Kyrie comes back 100, percent and I think he will. He's just a hooper, and they play with the chemistry they did last year, even though it was limited games. I think it'll be tough for the Bucks, man. I agree. No, yeah, that that would that would absolutely that would. So, lastly, what I wanted to t- touch on with the Magic before we go. Um, transition to the rest of the league. I know we talked about Giannis and KD, so we got the Bucks back to back. Then we have the Boston Celtics, which is an interesting game. Then we have the Bulls. Then we have the Sixers. It's like it's a rough stretch here because the Boston Celtics. We saw how they played on Christmas. Um, obviously they lost to the best player in the world, but that's neither here nor there. Um, they have a tough stretch here. So what can the Magic do? What are we looking for for them to improve upon or focus on going into this rough stretch? Is there anything that a young team should really touch on before All-Star break? I think they just got to, first of all, get healthy. And second of all, focus on the development of these young players, as I've been saying. And, you know, this is all an evaluation process this season, as as we talked about before. Like, what players do we want to move forward with and what are we going to do in the draft and in free agency? So I think player development is the biggest thing here. I 1,000% agree. Just develop your players. And I love seeing it's so easy to look at it when you have a championship team. Like, wow, look, the Golden State Warriors developed their players, but they were the worst team in the league last year. Like, it didn't just happen. Like, it, there's a, obviously Steph was injured and Clay was out, but they developed their players. And so the Magic, I think that's a great positive out of a negative is just focus. This gives you the opportunity because no one's expecting you to win a championship, but use this time, develop your young guys, and grow organically. Uh, Combo Nation, is there anything that you have left on the Orlando Magic before I throw a curveball at you? Throw the curveball. Okay. So I had lunch with Brandon Haywood in Charlotte, right? And we were debating. We were talking, of course. Um, Shout out to First Watch. By the way, the first time I ever had it, the French toast was incredible. Um, But anyway, so we're talking, and he brought up a Jokic-LeBron debate. Originally, that's how it started, was Jokic-LeBron. And I don't even want to just focus on who's the better player between them. Um, But he brought up some really great points about Jokic that I just couldn't deny. And he said Jokic's the most complete basketball, like, big man we've seen in the past 20 years. 
And it's kind of hard to argue that. When you look, we've never seen a big man pass the way Jokic does. We've never seen a big man be able to stretch the floor, pass, but understand how to post up in the paint, um, rebound the way he rebounds, and just the way he's able to manipulate the defense, how smart he plays. And he's not even really a liability defensively. You don't think he's like an elite defender, but he's not a liability. The biggest flaw he has is athleticism, but that doesn't limit or hinder his game in any way. He still produces what he wants to do. So when you look at his stats combo right now for the 2021-2022 season, this guy's averaging 25.9 points, so 26 points per game, 13.8 total rebounds, and 7.2 assists. I know he was like one of your early picks to an MVP, but... I just wanted to ask you that. Do you think he's the most complete big man we've seen in the past 20 years? Or what big man is even comes close to his well-roundedness? Because even a Shaq who is dominant, people may push back on this. I'm not saying he's better than Shaq, but he's obviously more well-rounded than Shaq. Is he the most well-rounded big we've ever seen? Yeah, I would say so. I think Akeem is in that conversation as well, what he could do on the perimeter, um, inside, outside, his nimble feet, and his footwork was insane, but... He was nowhere near the passer Jokic is, right? And he, Jokic might even have more touch and more, um, you know, even more in his bag than Hakeem, which is, which is crazy. But, yeah, you know, as you said, I've had, I had Jokic as winning the MVP again. And there's a lot of guys in the mix for MVP this season. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Even DeMar DeRozan is a, is a sleeper, I think, for uh, MVP. But, you know, I like Jokic winning it because – I thought he would have high usage without Jamal Murray, and he continues to get better every year, and he proved that he won the MVP award before. So, yeah, I'm not mad at that take, and you need more you need more guys like Brendan, like, bigging up Jokic, because I don't think he's getting enough credit right now. Right. Uh, he he made the case that he's better than LeBron, and it was kind of hard to argue at the I time. Mean, it's, I mean, all time, it's, it's, I don't even think it's close. But oh, no, right, no, now, no, no. right now, it's a, it's a debate, I would say. I mean... You know, I mean, LeBron's putting up similar numbers, and if I want somebody in the playoffs, I'm taking LeBron over Jokic, right? Yeah. I want one player. But, you know, I think Jokic is impacting winning more as of right now as of what we see. Right. And, yeah, it's hard to argue. Like, he had more points per game, more rebounds, more assists, a higher PER, a better field goal percentage, um, winning more even with a riddled injury, uh, an injured riddled team. So I was like, okay. I mean, I completely get where you're coming from. But when he said the most complete big man, I was like, wow. And then he said 20 years. And I'm thinking, well, forget about 20 years. What big has ever been this well-rounded to begin with? Like, it's just insane when you break down his game. And But he's not a, like, well, his passes are kind of flashy. But he's not a sexy player. He's not like a flashy player. He's not having highlight dunks. So we, we don't really think of it like that. But when you just watch him play and then you watch the games and you watch his stats, it's like, it's kind of hard to argue. So It's the evolution of the game as well. It's kind of hard to compare some a player now to a player 20 years ago. It's like, how are we going to compare, like, Kyrie to Bob Cousy, right? It's the evolution yeah. of the game. We just have so much more information. And the players from today learn from the players of the past. Right. No, that, that's a fantastic point. That's why I was like uh, at a family function for Christmas and we talked about the 75 best players ever. And it's just so hard because like you're telling me this guy is better than like T-Mac or this guy is better than Dwight. But it's like I've never seen this guy really play. It was in the 70s. You know, so it's just so hard because you don't want to discredit what they contributed to the game at that time. So it's just apples and oranges. The the NBA never actually said these are the best 75 players. I think they were trying to tell a story of the NBA over the years. Mm, look at you being a wise combo. They never said these are the best. They never came out and said 
these who are we who we think are the top 75 players ever did they ever say that i didn't see that anywhere so you're just this saying was a, this was the 75th anniversary or however they wanted to say it they didn't say it exactly like that but they didn't actually come out and say this is who we feel are the best 75 players Hmm. I never even realized that. But when you look at certain lists, it says 75 greatest players of all time. Does it say that? Find me, the, find me where it says that. On uh, ESPN. No, says, no, 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 not ESPN. Find me where the NBA said that. Yeah, see now, the NBA says the NBA 75th anniversary team has been announced, to your point. Right. Anniversary team. What, what players tell the story of the NBA best? Could that's what that could mean? My combo. This is a. Hey, this is why you have to listen to Believe in Magic podcast. Look at combo breaking it down. I love it. I didn't even look. I didn't I, even realize that. Yeah, I think that's one of these things that's going to come up in another podcast when you, you know, like I combo was telling me something. It kind of made a lot of sense. No, no, no. You, I don't. I won't even reference you, Combo. I'll just act like I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, actually, I was thinking the other night. You know, I was by myself just thinking. You know, and, uh... <laughs> but Combo, let's wrap it up here with a moment of the week. Um, I'll do a little drum roll for you. I believe I went last time. The floor is yours. The Bulls beating the Hawks last night. I mean, guys, Demar Derozan and Zach Levine make the really tough shot look really easy. And I actually recorded a Bulls podcast yesterday that, that isn't out yet. Sorry, a Bulls-centric podcast for my podcast, Combo Court. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. But uh, that isn't out yet, but it should be out soon. But, you know, we were talking about if the Bulls are legit title contenders. And as, and as of right now, they're really looking like it, you know. I think the one thing they do need is probably um, maybe another big and some more depth and some guys that, you know, nobody stops Giannis and Kevin Durant, as we talked about, but maybe somebody that could slow those guys down a little bit. So I don't know if they want to make a trade or just stay patient because they have such great chemistry, but you know, these team, this team is legitimately a sleeper. I won't say they're legitimately a title contender yet, but they're legitimately a sleeper to be a title contender. I would say, what are your thoughts on that, Max? That's a fantastic moment of the week. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan's having a career year. Zach Levine is unbelievable. You know how high I am yeah. on Lonzo Ball. He got role players like Caruso. Yes, and, and, you know, and Caruso has that cult-like following. Everybody loves him. And Zach Levine is, sorry, and uh, Lonzo Ball is super underrated. Yeah. Like, in fact, on both sides of the men's. Orlando sure. Magic, great. Vooch in the paint. like they're... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bringing tying it back to the Magic, as always. Yes, sir. So I, I really do. I think they're a great pick to be a sleeper in the East. Um, mm-hmm. my moment of the week, it's not Giannis, you know, dominating the Celtics and coming up big on Christmas day. Uh, what it is, is I just had to throw that in there combo. Um, it's LeBron James. Did they lose? Absolutely. Wait, wait, say that. Go back to that. What'd you just say? Oh, um, I was just talking about the best player in the world dominating on Christmas day against the Boston Celtics, but I don't think Giannis is better than Jokic. Okay. That's a podcast for another day combo. We're going to be here for another hour. Because that that's no, come on, man. The better player, I don't know. Maybe maybe they both don't don't go on Twitter, so maybe that's even for you. Even come Steven, on, they come both on, don't man. go on Twitter much. Come on, come on. One has a championship. <laughs> two MVP. I'm like, yeah, come on. All right, but my moment of the week is LeBron. Yo, Robert Robert Ori has seven championships, Max. All right, get to get to your, get to your <laughs> shout to Robert Oreo. That is impressive. He's always welcome on comedy. All right, get to your. Uh, <sighs> 
Get your moment of the week, Max. Oh, my moment of the week. It's LeBron lost, but I have, I've never done a moment of the week with LeBron, and I just want to take this moment. Everyone knows I'm a LeBron guy, so I don't need to do too much here. But you're 19, about to be, what, 38 years old, and he dropped 39 points against the Brooklyn Nets. They lost. Uh, I think this Lakers team has a lot to look on and a lot to do, and I think we all know that. That's not a secret. But the fact that LeBron is able to play at this level, I know we always expect so much greatness from him, uh, but I just think he deserved a moment of the week because he was outstanding on Christmas Day, and he's not the most athletic player in the league anymore. So the, his buckets are different, and still he's still an amazing athlete, but he earns them a little bit differently. His jump shot's improved. He's just so strategic. So He's still got that burst, Max. He's yes. still got it. I'm watching him. Like That first step is still there. Absolutely. So, But that's yeah. my moment of the week. I just want to take a guy in year 19, dropping 39 on Christmas, surpassing Kobe Bryant as the all-time Christmas leader in scoring. That's my moment Ooh. of the week. I like it, Max. I like it. Great moment. Thank you, Combo. Uh, before we get going, where can they find you, Combo Nation? Well, they can find Max on the MVP podcast. They can find Max on Instagram at Max underscore Van underscore Alkin. That's M-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore A-U-K-E-N. You know, subscribe to Combo's Court wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. You can also find me on Instagram at once two combo that's O N E T W O C O M B O and you catch me on Twitter at Combo's Court same name as the podcast C O M B O S C O U R T and of course subscribe to the Believe in Magic podcast wherever you tune in to the show. Combo Nation, that was the best one you've ever done yet. That was that I think was so. I'm ten out of ten. Wow, that was a great episode, Combo. Um, please everyone download, rate, and subscribe combo until next time, my friend, when you win the morning, you win the day combo nation. Max, we're out. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. 